0: theology is the foundation the study of god's word is the foundation of truth on the foundation of truth are your convictions laid and by your convictions you will make the choices that will either take you towards or away from god here it comes a brand
1: new day but i don't know what will come my way rise or fall you love Challenge like your word directs me to what's right and spurs me on right through the fight with the promise of new life. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us. You're listening to A Word with God, and I have, as always, the terrific Mr. Stan Starkey here with me. How are you doing tonight,
0: Stan? I'm doing very well, John. It's a rainy day. Those are my favorite days. And why is, well, it why is not, rain not rainy, your favorite day? But, but, well, I don't know. It's just something nice. Like, it's like my grandmother used to call it God's wash day, and, okay. uh, and, and it's just kind of like all the gawk and stuff. It's just, it's clean. It smells fresh. It's it's just something nice about rain.
1: Now I know we're off the topic of Ruth just for a second because that's the that's the Bible uh, ch- book that we're going through right now. Is is that
0: why we're here. That's why oh, well, we're here. Okay. Now no, no, while okay. we're off topic just okay. for a second,
1: okay. something I found really interesting is typically when they talk about rain in the Bible, mm-hmm. other than a flood. <laughs> yes. that wiped yeah, wiped out the earth. Yeah. Other than that one, rain is typically considered a good thing. Yes, in the Bible. Yeah. So when you see rain, people, because the only reason I say it is because when I think of rain, yeah. I normally think negative,
0: gloomy, sad days. See, I don't understand people. Like They say, oh, this is just a rainy day. And I'm going, yeah, isn't it beautiful? And they look at you like you're a bit strange or, you know, you've been smoking something you shouldn't have. And, yeah. and I just think rainy days, like I wake up and my favorite thing, go to sleep with the window wide open and listen to the rain pouring down and and thundercrackers like going off all over the place that is the most relaxing sleep inducing thing that i can think of
1: i i think that would be a miserable sleep but you know what those are the choices that we make (laughs) in life and we're talking about ruth see how i segued into that yes
0: and, and some people are Just like Naomi, yeah. they are not able to see the good in the situations of life, and they hang on to the bitterness of life, and like like rain that's an acid to the soul, they go down that road instead of the refreshing, life-giving rain that God wants to bring in.
1: See, I, I, I say sometimes, I'm like, it's raining outside, but there's sunshine in my heart. Wow. But uh, anyways, it, we're com- anyways, yeah, so back on with good segue on okay. to Ruth. I like it. I so, it, you know what? And it's interesting because when we're talking about Ruth, a, a big part of this is choices, mm-hmm. you know, the, or that are the choices that we make. And there seems to be, I, I don't know if you can always say this, but there seems to be a favorable return on making good choices, at least in yeah. the story of Ruth. Yeah.
0: Wait, is that kind of a fair assumption? Well, that's the whole point of proverbs: is that all things being equal. And uh, one of my seminary props, it was just like that, just kind of came out of him. Every week we heard, all things being equal, yeah, uh, the expected return. Uh, that proverbs talks about the you know the way of wisdom, uh, the way of you know the, that a son, a good son, a good daughter, the expected outcome. is, of doing righteousness right. is that there would be good results. Not promised. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that this is a formula and I can manipulate God by this. But if I do the things that scripture says I'm to do to to live a, a happy, prosperous life, the there is a greater degree of this happening if I follow what God says, then if I go the opposite and I fly in the face of it. In fact, we just finished a week where uh, talking about you know Habakkuk, going like, uh, why do the evil prosper and why do the mm-hmm. good suffer? And even he knows in his heart, that's not the expected outcome. You expect if you do righteousness, that good will prevail. And that, that is the expected outcome, though it's not a promise. It's not like money in the bank. It's just all things being equal. If this is what you do, this is the expected result.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, in a way, when we're looking at Ruth, and actually when we're looking at Naomi, mm-hmm. you know, it's almost like a, a a living example of Proverbs that are going through their life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if Naomi, if her, if her husband, Elimelech, has stayed in the land, around family, friends, neighbors, things may have been tough. And and maybe they would have died anyway. But fulfilling covenant, staying close to God's people, worshiping Yahweh no matter what happened. We had that this last week, you know, no matter if this happens, this happens, this I'm gonna follow God. Mm-hmm. If he'd have stayed home in Bethlehem, there would have been a greater chance a greater opportunity that he would have seen God's blessing in his life than if he boots it down into the land of, of, of those who do not follow their God, the land of Moab- of the Moabites who had their own gods who who were going their own way, there would have been a greater chance that they would have survived than if they than, uh, than if they just stayed right in Bethlehem.
1: Yeah. What what's that uh what's that saying? The odds favor the prepared. Right? Well, I thought so, you were going to do the
0: Hunger Games thing. The odds are never in your favor. No, 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 no. Well, the odds are always in your favor. But Maybe you the know, the, the more that you're yeah.
1: prepared and the more that you're trying to use yeah. wisdom and in this case godly wisdom through yeah. things. Yeah. T- like you said it's it's not that all likelihood is going to be to the positive for you, mm-hmm. but you have you have a better have better chance. You have a better, yeah. you know, likelihood of things working yeah. to the benefit yeah. that you have.
0: God says go south and you go, duh, that's a stupid idea. I'm going north." Yeah. Well, it may work out in the short term, but all things being equal, you'd be way better off to go south.
1: Well, and and again, it's you know, it's it's the choices that we're making today that have long-term effects in our future. Yeah, right. And some of them are health choices, yeah. um physically. And again, I think yeah. that's what we're looking at. We're looking at body soul mind the choices that we make are going to Mm -hmm. affect us long term right and and affect ultimately the destination which we hit Mm. well let's get going in the message and then we'll uh wrap it up with a couple questions at the end
0: we lift our hearts before you and all that we are and all that we have Thank you for this time that we have together, this time that we have come together this week in the evenings and to share around your word and to sing praises to you. I thank you for the prayers of your people that have gone up as a sweet sacrifice to you. We thank you, Father, that you not only are interested in our worship and interested in our relationship, but You are interested in our lives and You have given us clear outline on how to live. We thank You, Father, for the family called the church. And she's imperfect and she has some warts, but she is Your bride and You died for her and You love her. We thank You, Father, for the ministry going on in this place. And we thank You for right now, our children and grandchildren the teenagers, and Father, you have been uh, blessed us so deeply, so richly. We thank you, Father, that we can come tonight and pour our heart to you for you are amazing, and you are good, and you are holy. And so we, your people, worship you as such. And we are thankful for Jesus for He is the center and He is all that there is. He is the one we live for and live by. And to those ends we commit ourselves tonight. Amen. Please be seated. Okay, I know George isn't here tonight, but like they were talking about this thing being for guys, and and, and so my, this is this is Rebecca's, my wife's is is uh, uh, brighter than this, um, and I'm not sure, but, but I found the perfect use for it. Uh, it is a wrench holder, and and so it is it is a tool satchel. Okay, It's nothing to do with a handbag, man bag, any of that kind of stuff. It's a tool. It's, it's a wrench holder. That is the uh, designated... T- and, and I think this flowery thing, you can put cotter pins in there and keep your cotter pins together. And uh, so anyway, that's my thoughts on that thing. Uh, George can take it to the town if he wants, but I think I'll leave that uh, in the toolbox. I hope you have your Bibles with you tonight and that you're ready to dig into God's Word. We're going to finish off... This is the fourth night together, and we're going to finish off where we're at here in the book of Ruth. And so if you'll turn to Ruth, and uh, I'll get into Ruth. Okay. First night together, we saw that choices are either taking us towards or away from God, That's just the way it is. Our choices, and they come at us every day. Um, They come around the corner and catch us unawares, but you make choices. You make hundreds of choices, hundreds of decisions every day, and they either propel you towards or away from following your God. Choices can lead to spiritual drift, and we talked about how that comes a little bit at a time, and we don't always notice spiritual drift. In fact, we hardly notice spiritual drift And it's to the time that there's real damage that's being done in my spiritual life, that's when it becomes evident. It's like a slow cancer that by the time you realize it's there, uh, it's uh, out of control and and posing danger. We saw that you need to return when you get lost to, to learn to say that you're wrong and to start over again. And Naomi got there, and I'm not sure how much her heart was in it, and I'm not sure how how motivated she was for the right reasons, but she started going in a different direction. And then we saw that human logic is limited. You need spiritual lenses in your life because there's things that are going to come at you, and if you take logic to its end, you would turn left, but the spiritual decision may be right. And until you have spiritual lenses, if you just look at it, kind of a 1 plus 1 equals 2, you're going to miss it, where God wants to take you. Then uh, on Tuesday night, we saw that making decisions, when making decisions, were to trust God's goodness. God has some good things planned for you, and and He wants to work in and through your decisions. And we talked about convictions that they need to flow from the Word of God, that they need to be laid down before the trial, not not during. You need to make those decisions ahead of time. We saw that we need to act in the small things. So when the big things come, when the when the tidal wave of choice is in front of you, that's either sinking you, or you're going to rise above and follow Christ. You need to. have have some victories behind you that you're in that groove already. And uh, so we saw that decisions need to be built on strong convictions. I hope you're building strong convictions. It was about 20 years ago, it was like, well, don't talk to me about theology, just experience. Well, theology is the foundation, the study of God's word is the foundation of truth. On the foundation of truth are your convictions laid, and by your convictions, you will make the choices that will either take you towards or away from God. It's as simple as that, and spiritual erosion uh, is something that we need to be very, very careful of. The cure stings sometimes if you've ever been there away from god and found that the cure stings a bit it's not always easy in fact it can be sometimes very painful and finally that uh, we need to trust god with the timing well wednesday night We saw that your choices will compound matters either positively or negatively. Your choices build up. They add up. It's, it's like, like I, my dog loses hair all the time, and my wife is the kind of all the time cleaning, cleaning, cleaning. In fact, when I cook, she, we, we have this deal. I cook, she cleans. She hates cooking. I hate doing dishes. It works pretty good. But she claims that I'm messy, and I think she's over-exaggerating there. I, I, you know, but she's a, you know, I bring this out. I wipe it off. I put it away. I do this. I, I, I cook, and then I worry about the cleaning. And, and, but the little things add up. And they compound, just like the dog hair around the house. And and she she's kind of responsible for like she does two floors. I I kind of do the bottom floor and and um, let's just not go there. I'm going to get in trouble. So we'll just we'll just ditch that one. Hey, Stan. Yeah. question for you where do you go to church on say a sunday morning i i go to 112 spadina road west john it's the same place you go i'm just checking just have you never seen me there
1: i have seen you there but normally like, you're. Speaking i'm the guy up, up front.
0: front speaking
1: i know you did a great job of it too so 112 spadina road west and it's evangel community church evangel community church right close to uh, saint mary's it's fairly close to there kitchener ontario
0: All things being equal, there's an expected return for continually making wise decisions. All things being equal. All things being equal, we need to begin to move in the direction that that opens up in front of us. It will not always take us where we want to go, but we're moving and it will open other doors along the way. And thirdly, hard work and good character garner goodwill. Store it up use it sparingly, and use it wisely. And then last night, we saw thinking through to the outcome. And here's where we were last night. It's important to let those around you know what's happening in your life. How can they be a part of? How can they add in? And, and so many times in the church, I mean, I'll, I, I've, there's a dear lady, loved her to pieces, but like, it's, it's like, I don't know, two or three months to live, and she'd known for months and months, never told a soul in the church. And we couldn't we wanted to help and we wanted to be a part and we wanted to help the family, but not trusting the body with that information and maybe you're going through something right now and nobody knows. And you feel alone and you feel tapped out and like where am I gonna go? Like and and you just why don't people why don't I feel loved? Why don't I feel you need to talk. It needs to be shared. Well, we need to learn to listen to those around us and their proven wisdom and character. Thirdly, uh, we need to build a group around us that helps us in our plans and in putting them into action. And fifthly, we need to think through the implications of those plans, the media and the long term. And uh, we saw that the best laid plans are useless if they're not put into action. And then we saw that uh, the best laid plans have complications. Things come up. In fact, that kind of fits into today where we're going, where our destiny lays in our choices. Our destiny, where we're going, where God, where we eventually end up, it's a matter of a whole bunch of choices put together throughout our life. There's a guy down uh, where... um, where we grew up, and when Lori and I got married, they started to build a barn. And Jesus had a story very much like this, and he talked about building a barn, counting the cost, that you know foundation has to be laid, and then the framework is put into place. All these things come together, and you've got to count the cost, because you're going to look kind of foolish if you start the barn and you can't finish it. And this barn was about this size. And they had laid the, the, the floor, and the cement pad was, was laid on a, on, a, uh, on a gravel drainage bed. And they had the outs, all the studding and the rafters up, and it stopped. And they this start, this started that around the time we were married, and they finished it five years ago. And so for like 30 years, this building sat, the wood got grayer and grayer, And people just like, what is going on with that? And and all of us eventually, just kind of blend it in. Your choices will take you. Your choices of when to build, when not to build, what to build, how to build. Do I have what I need to build? All of those choices will build together. And your life will be an example. It will be like a lighthouse of God working in you and through you and it will say something about you. Well, wisdom joined with charisma, as Boaz, our guy, and he was a man of tact. And so uh, we see here now Boaz went up to the gate That's the marketplace. That's the place of government. What would happen is at the entrance of a village, there would be like a market, and that's where the village elders would gather together. That's where business would be transacted. Land would be bought and sold. Uh, People would maybe have to sell themselves into slavery to pay debt. Like all that got transacted at the city gates. And so Boaz goes early in the morning. He goes up to the gate. He sits down there and he's waiting to be heard. So he's kind of in queue. It's like lining up at the license bureau. Um, I thought I was doing something really great. And do you know that they don't open until nine now, but I was there at eight o'clock and I was like the second person there. By the time it opened, there were like 45 people behind me. And so Boaz is there early. He's queued up for to carry out some business and um, he sat down and behold the close relative of whom Boaz spoke was passing by. There's the timing piece again. We we are so bad at timing we have to do it now we have to put how many times I mean there's a young man uh that I get to deal with a lot of college students and uh th- this is not the young man who's with me here but I had another young man and he I mean we met for breakfast he's going you wouldn't believe the girl I just met and she's wonderful and she's and she's, I'm going to bring her over to your house for supper and I'm gonna and, and I'm gonna and 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 then he started talking to her like this he scared her half to death and she said I don't want to go out with you Timing was not his suit. There is a time to let things out. There's a time to be quiet and wait. You can blow things by your timing. You've been there. You've seen that happen. Well, that young man did. She came. She went. Uh, he's alone. Um, the close relative was passing by, so he he said, "That's Boaz. Boaz is the he. Turn aside, friend." <laughs> sit down here lots of sugar it's an invitation and the guy would understand this it was an like there was something that boaz wanted to talk to him about that had some kind of a legal some kind of a public thing that's why he would ask him to sit down in the gate and the guy's walking in maybe he's getting a bagel for breakfast i don't know didn't have mcdonald's then so i don't know what they do for coffee but he was going into the city and uh and he's asked to sit down and he turns aside and he says, down. I, w- I wonder if he had any idea. I wonder if Boaz's plan to keep it on the down low. Remember that's what happened last night? He said, like, don't tell anybody. Let's just we gotta keep this quiet. Um, I've got to do a deal here. And so this guy sits down and uh, we see that uh, the first thing that we saw is an opportunity was gained, and he has an opportunity now. The next thing, bring others in, verse 2. He took 10 men of the elders of the city. These are city councilmen. These are kind of like judges that are dealing with small affairs at the the city gate. So he takes 10 of these guys of the elders of the city and said, sit down here, so they sat down. It's kind of an informal court. Kind of like a small claims deal going on. And these guys settle disputes. They, they handle inquiries about what's going to happen, what should, what should take place. So uh, they sit down. So they uh, have an opportunity. He brings others in. And, and now he's thinking through the strategy. Watch his strategy here.
1: Okay, so we're we're in sort of the tail end of Ruth right now. We've got one more uh, message, right. one more radio program yes. based on this message. Correct. Right. And you know we're we're getting to the tail end, which is really nice because we're seeing the redemptive part, mm-hmm. you know, of how things were, the choices that were made that were bad choices mm-hmm. from Naomi and and her side of the you know family, Elimelech
0: and those guys. Yeah. yeah.
1: And now we're getting to what could happen if you're making right choices. Almost bad choices get you here. Good choices get you here.
0: Yeah. Absolutely.
1: So now that we're getting to that point, it seems like for Ruth, there's other things. And and quite honestly, it was funny going through Ruth. I remember while you were going through this message, um, that we had a a guy who was single, uh, that you're, that you actually sometimes would direct to him and you'd say, (laughs) Hey, the kind of woman you're looking for is a woman like Ruth. Yes. Right. So is, is that sort of the general idea? If you're, if you're looking for a woman, Ruth's the kind of woman.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, you could, you could kind of line her up with uh, Proverbs 31 and uh, and uh, a number of other women. You could look at Abigail, who, you know, David uh, uh, ends up marrying. I mean, she's kind of married to a fool, but she's very intelligent, smart. But yeah, yeah, those, back to choices, right? Yep. Men are a deficit there. Uh, you've got a son, right? <laughs> yes, I do. Okay, they've done some Doppler scans in, in your... Um, it's in the frontal lobe that uh, your ability to take short-term decisions and predict the long-term consequences, that's really not formed until about 24, 25. Yeah. Girls get that at around 18. Yeah, I've heard that before. And, yeah. yeah. And, and so, like, this whole idea of our choices and ramifications, like, I mean, I've seen that in my sons. I can look in my own life and... And it's like you don't connect the dots until sometimes it's too late. So hopefully this prepares us and gets us thinking down the road of, of making those right choices the first time through.
1: Well, and it's funny you say that because recently I've been watching a show that involves ducks in it. And, uh, and there's some guys in there that I think need to get another Doppler scan done because I think they're not making really good short-term choices in terms of long, Mm -hmm. long ending Mm -hmm. decisions that they're making. Um, but you know, with Ruth, you know, what I noticed was, you know, wisdom is joined with charisma, you know, she has a lot of these things. And, and like I said, she's very much, uh, driven towards doing what the right is from a wisdom standpoint. You know, yeah. and, and ultimately that equals the opportunity for more and better in her life. Mm-hmm. Probably helps that she's yeah. good looking woman from what I can tell. But, uh, but you know, that sort of helps her out a little bit on the side of it, right? That's an extra bonus part. Yeah. Yeah. Helps a little bit. Um, but you know, it, it's, it's interesting because you look at this and you go, she's a wise woman. She makes good decisions. And ultimately it's to her benefit and, Mm -hmm. and not only to hers, but you know, the, Mm -hmm. the ultimate long, can you give a, give a, if you don't mind, you know, how, how does this relate in in terms of the rest of the Bible? What happens with Ruth? Like, where does, where does it go from here? Sort of in terms of the bloodline, the lineage in terms of Ruth. Yeah.
0: And we are looking really from her, uh, we see David is a great grandson of hers Mm -hmm and uh and eventually right in through to jesus so it's really hard to say like here's this moabite girl who they're not even supposed to be mingling with technically and god does a redemptive work And, and is it because is it in spite of her her background is it in spite of her origins or is it response to the heart and we can take this into into so many areas and um uh, Bill Hybels, when he talks about be, about hiring and who they who they look for and people to hire, his, his number one is is character. Hmm. Number two is chemistry, getting along with people. Number three is competency, and he says most people can learn the competency piece, but those first two, they determine the level a person will rise to. Hmm. And so, really, he's just capitalized Ruth. And, uh, and I would say that if you look after those parts in your life, there's nothing, no telling what God will do with your life.
1: Well, you're, you're allowing yourself the opportunity to let God work through it. Yeah.
0: Well, everyone, thanks for joining us this evening.
1: Again, we're going to continue going through Ruth next week, and that'll be the, the ending, uh, the final, ending part of the, the series. Finale. Yeah. Which isn't that long when it comes to Ruth. I remember Romans, that was almost sad because we've been going through it for so long. Yeah. But um, yeah, that'll be that'll be the last part of Ruth, and then we're going to continue going through a new series after that. So look forward to talking with, with you all about that shortly. As we always say, don't end your day, Stan, without a word with God. There we go. Amen.